usually in a sports event of any kind, if there's a massive injury, then the game will stop. And if it's something like a football game, maybe all the other players will take a kneel and wait for the medics to get the player off the field. Or if it's something like a wrestling match, then the injury will just stop the match altogether. Maybe if the injury was intentionally caused, there will be a disqualification, or at least the person who got the injury will simply not be able to participate anymore. However, once in a while, you see something incredible. You see something like in the Olympics and someone suffers an injury but keeps on going. Maybe you see a runner suffer some sort of ankle injury and yet they keep on running so that they can cross the finish line. Or in a wrestling match, maybe someone takes an injury but keeps on wrestling so that they can win the prize. And when that kind of thing happens, when someone keeps persevering past an injury, it is quite an amazing thing. It's what separates the men from the boys, so to speak. Of course, one could argue that maybe suffering an injury for the sake of a sports game is stupid and should not be done. But nonetheless, there is something in all of us that sees the respect and the honor in that of persevering past some sort of injury. In Genesis 32, Jacob is wrestling with God, and there is an injury that occurs, and he perseveres. The Lord himself intentionally causes the injury of Jacob. He should be disqualified, but he's the Lord, so I guess he gets a pass on this one. Causes Jacob's hip to be put out of socket, and yet Jacob perseveres. He continues to wrestle through the pain. And not only that, but this idea of perseverance is incredible in this story. I don't know how much you know about wrestling. I happen to know a little bit. And wrestling is a very demanding sport. They say that there are no other practices that are as tiring as wrestling practices. It's cardio and strength all at the same time. It's extremely demanding. They don't stop moving. They keep going. And it is extremely difficult. But not only is wrestling the chosen sport for God and Jacob here, not only maybe the most demanding sport of all the sports, but it goes all night long. It's not just a demanding one hour or two hour Practice. It's not even a a two-a-day or a a three-a-day practice. It's all night long. From the time the sun sets till the time the sun rises, they wrestle. And they don't stop, even through an injury. All-nighters are hard enough. Once I reached the age of about 25, I couldn't stay up all night anymore to write papers like I used to be able to in college. Let alone do I think I could wrestle all night long. Perseverance upon perseverance upon perseverance here for Jacob. Perseverance 
was not something unknown to the life of Jacob. Jacob had had to persevere through many things in his life. He had to persevere through being the younger brother and yet the chosen one. He had to find a way to get the birthright from his brother Esau. He had to persevere through the ill treatment of Laban, his father-in-law, who tricked him and deceived him. Jacob's life is full of deceit in all kinds of ways. His name is the deceiver. That's what the name Jacob means. He had to persevere through many extra years of service to Laban that he should not had to have go through to fight for his promised wife. And now he has had to persevere through this journey back to the land, a journey filled with much anxiety as he worries about what's going to happen when he meets Esau again, who he believes, rightfully so in some ways, is trying to persecute him. And now he is alone. Notice he's all left alone. He sends his wife and his wives in possession across the river and He is left all alone in the desert wilderness. He's had to persevere through a lot. He's been through a lot. He's going through a lot of suffering. Similarly, in the gospel reading, another story of perseverance. The Gentile Canaanite woman had been through, and at least is in this moment, much suffering that she's had to persevere. Her daughter is demon-possessed. None of my children have ever been demon-possessed, to my knowledge. I don't think they have been. Although we do have that right at the beginning of baptism sometimes where we do exercise any demons that might be there in the beginning when they're born. As we do say, they are under the devil until they are baptized. But I cannot imagine what it would be like to have a child demon-possessed. This woman is going through a lot. And then she has to go not only through that, but then the Lord Jesus calling her a wild dog to her face. I cannot think of anything more embarrassing. And then Jesus continues to test her. He continues to taunt her even. She is going through much like Jacob was going through much. And maybe some of that, some of those things sound somewhat familiar. Estrangement with family members. Mistreated by those who were supposed to be the ones to help you. Anxiety over what's going to happen in the future feeling lost in the wilderness of this world, feeling forsaken by God, struggling against the devil, or even like Jacob had a physical injury, a joint put out of place. Some of you may have had joints put out of place recently. And we all go through things like this. In fact, the hip bone that is put out of place for Jacob is often uh, speculated to be 
the sciatic nerve. And some of you may have even gone through that kind of pain. I know that's a very common ailment. And I wonder if maybe Jacob had sciatica the rest of his life. He goes away limping. But these kinds of things, these kinds of sufferings, these are all too common ailments stemming from sin. And that is why perseverance is such a Christian virtue. If we are going to live in this world filled with sin, filled with all kinds of suffering coming from that, whether estrangement, mistreatment, anxiety, lostness, forsakenness, struggles with the devil, physical injury, and the rest, we need to be able to persevere. Romans 5 tells us that suffering produces perseverance, which produces character, which produces hope. Hebrews 12 says, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. 1 Corinthians 9, run the race that you may obtain the prize. Practicing self-control in all things. That's perseverance. 2 Thessalonians 3, do not grow weary in doing good, but endure. The list goes on and on. Perseverance is needed in the Christian life. It must happen. Today we have reception of new members, and you'll hear this question read during the questioning of the new members. Do you intend to continue steadfast, that is, persevere in this confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. We must have perseverance. We have all promised to have perseverance. We've all made that confession, whether in our confirmation or in our reception of members by another way who have come into this church. Perseverance in what? That's the question. It is interesting in the scriptures that when we read about perseverance, it is not generally one's own ability to be a good Christian that we persevere in. In fact, we often fail. We often miss the mark when it comes to our own ability to persevere. Rather, perseverance is how much we depend on Christ. Persevering in returning to Christ, persevering in leaning on Christ. And John the Baptist said it so plainly, he must increase and I must decrease. And so we persevere not in ourselves or in our own abilities, but in Christ. And when we say, as we just read, that we will persevere in the confession of this church, and when we say that we must persevere in leaning on Christ and depending on Christ, that is faith in him, one of the things you can think about is what is that confession? And how do we lean on Christ? Well, in Luther's small catechism, one of the six chief parts of our confession 
is prayer. And today in the readings, you can see this is the means. Prayer is the means by which both the Canaanite woman and Jacob persevere. They pray. Jacob continues to talk while he's wrestling. It's almost like they're trash talking to one another, except you can't really call it that because it's God. I don't think God trash talks. I'm not sure. But they're talking to one another. And what is prayer but talking to God? I even like, especially in this New King James translation, Jacob asks and he says, Tell me your name, I pray. I request thee, I pray thee, I beseech thee. And the Canaanite woman talks to Jesus. She prays to him. Lord, have mercy on me. A prayer we all often must pray. And if you compile all the biblical prayers, there are many types, in fact, especially in the Psalms. But one of the most popular types of prayer in the scriptures is the type of prayer that we see today. This prayer of perseverance, where we, in fact, are bold to argue with God and to hold him to his promises. This is one of Luther's main points in the Lord's Prayer, small catechism that he makes over and over again. We pray for the things which the Lord has already promised, that the Lord will provide these things. The Lord's will will be done even without our prayer, but we pray for them anyway. And what has he promised you? He has promised you mercy in the midst of sin. He has promised you comfort in the midst of suffering. He has promised you forgiveness when you fell and fall short. He has promised you healing in sickness and injury and peace whenever you are anxious. Identity when you are feeling lost or forsaken. Love when you feel unloved. And so much more. And so, Jacob knew that. The Canaanite woman knew that. And she did not, and he did not, give up in praying. How easy would it have been for Jacob to stop the match? An hour in when he got tired? Or at least when his hip was put out of place and he couldn't wrestle anymore? But he wouldn't give up. He kept praying. How easy would it have been for the Canaanite woman to simply give up when Jesus said, I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, not for these Gentiles. How easy would it have been for her to give up when he called her a dog? But she kept praying. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And so the Lord tested Jacob and the Lord tested the woman by sending them these sufferings. And through the perseverance, he gave his blessing. And notice that maybe his blessing is not exactly what you would expect to begin with. 
First of all, his blessing doesn't come right away for either of them. They do have to go through a time of perseverance before the blessing comes. And even after it's all over for Jacob, notice that he goes away limping. That, yes, he's able to walk, but never quite perfectly again. That there is marks and scars and things that endure from the sufferings that we go through. Maybe the Lord's answer is not to heal in the way that you think he should heal. Maybe his answer is not to heal until he raises your body again from the dead. But yet that does not mean that the blessing is not there. We persevere in prayer. But again, we ask for what? Persevere in what? Prayer. Persevere in prayer for what? The blessing of Christ. And it is Christ indeed. Notice what Jacob says so profoundly after this whole event occurs. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. The person that is revealed to Jacob is God himself. And when God reveals himself in person form, who else can that be but our Lord Jesus Christ? We have here the pre-incarnate Christ that Jacob sees. And the woman, she has Christ also, God himself in the flesh, face to face. And it is Christ, that one, that matters, his blessing that we persevere for. If it was anyone else, if it was some random man, some random priest that Jacob wrestled with, it wouldn't have mattered. If it was some random priest or some random man that the Canaanite woman saw, it wouldn't have mattered. Only the blessing of Christ could give what they needed. And if you were here on Wednesday, we heard about this, that Christ is everything. Christ is central to everything. It is only in him, by the word of his power, that all things hold together. It is only in him that you will be an inheritor of the world and of eternal life. It is only in his death and his resurrection that you have life and salvation. And so seek his blessing. This Lent, let us persevere like Jacob and the woman in prayer, through suffering, that we may receive the blessing of Christ. You see, Christ wants to give his blessing. It's not because you earn it, by your prayer. But again, we pray for that which he has already promised us. And we are taught well today that in that prayer, we should persevere. Christ wants us 
to persevere. And he wants to give us his blessing. And he stands here today with open arms stretched out on the beams of the cross to shed forth his blessing for you. So come and receive it. Amen.